to Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit simplecast.com. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's like, just play some tribute music, keep it on in the background. No, Palo Sorrentino, man, it's like... Just, okay, so youth. What is, so. Uh, it's just all set in Switzerland in this like weird, I mean, amazingly beautiful spa, and people are just being like shuffled around from like thing to thing. And, with Harvey Keitel? Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, Jack. Jack. Us shut uh, up. I just wanted to thank... <laughs> Wait, my God and my family and right. my producer. Oh, yeah, 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 my wife. Um, <laughs> All three of them. Oh, my God, I forgot about my wife. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's always I forgot Mistress about my wife. Mistress and my... Okay. Yeah. Um, well, hey, welcome to the Sun Cinema Podcast. And we are obviously making fun a little bit of the Oscars, which are coming up this weekend. And we're going to end today's show with our own Oscar predictions. Um, we're betting hard on all of Dave's bets. Uh, probably laying money on Ve- in Vegas. I, I saw Get Out. Get Out. Is the only <laughs> saw one Get Out. Perfect. <laughs> it's a, a sweep. sweep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, hey, welcome to the Sun Cinema Podcast. This is a weekly radio show that examines the highs and lows of the medium of film through the filtered lens of Washington, D.C.'s only privately owned art house cinema. I'm your host, Jason Cawley, and I'm joined by my co-hosts and the proprietors of Sun Cinema, David Cabrera and Ryan Mitchell. Hey. How you doing? Doing well, doing uh, well. This is going to be uh, it's going to be a fun show. Hey. Yeah, I think we're I think we're especially ready for this show. Yeah, it's, <laughs> we're we're all but like uh, super psyched for for everything coming. And we're coming to you uh, from the full service radio station inside the Line Hotel here in Adams Morgan in our nation's capital. Yeah, we're right in the lobby, so tap on the glass, come say hey. Yeah, we're like goldfish, just tap on the glass. Um, so at Suns, we do a, a monthly theme. If you've not listened to any of these podcasts or if you've never heard of Sun Cinema, we do a monthly monthly theme. Uh, we're just finishing up uh, February, which it was uh, Do the Right Thing, which has gone well. Did we do the right thing, David? Right right now, uh, yes sir. Are you prepared yeah. to say we did the right thing? I'll say that I think it uh, went as well as it could have or better. <laughs> yes. um, Brilliant. <laughs> no fire extinguishers went off. No, uh, Nobody passed out during no, the movie? No, not this month. Okay. Um yeah, no, I think it. I think I'm actually real psyched about the next two nights. Too. What was the biggest? I mean, just I know you've got a couple more nights here. You've got uh-huh. uh, what? Check it, and what's check the it last should be in tonight? Check what's, it should get wild. What's the last one? Uh, I called him Morgan. I called him Morgan, Lee Morgan, right? uh, mm-hmm. jazz musician who was killed by his wife, and it's like her love letter to him. It's this complicated, interesting, morose looking. Documentary. Documentary. Yeah. I've, I've seen uh, Tariq play the preview a couple times. Yeah. And it looks great. Yeah. People really dig the So trailer. outside of the, the next couple of things, tonight and tomorrow night, you've pretty much got the, the month in the bag, uh, so to speak. I think so. Um, I had not seen I Am Not Your Negro, and I was... Oh, uh, yeah. Um, the Baldwin thing, It w- yeah. did not disappoint. Right. Uh, it was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> he was pretty cool. I saw it at E Street when it came out, E Street Cinema. Uh, a little shout out to Landmark. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Landmark. I saw it at Film Dot. Forum in oh, you uh, did? New York. Okay. Nice. Good. Another that, really that's a better cool. shout out. Yeah. 
Well, thanks, no, thanks, I thanks mean, for one upping me on the shout out. I mean, Landmark's cool. I go, I go more than I than I pretend to. Like, I, well, I kind of, I, I shit on them a little bit. Landmark, if you're listening, Landmark, we we take jabs at you. Well, after West End closed, yeah, and now has reopened and will soon close again. I'm, yeah, I'm but thinking. reopened under Landmark, right? And so, yeah, what I'm is West End? Help me with that. I've never been there. Uh, so there's uh, Landmark, it's Jason's private. Yeah, it's my, other private cinema. my private theater it's about a block and a half away from oh, my yeah, house super close to you. and right. uh it's a little typically threeplex um uh, that used to be a little art house cinema and got taken over closed down and then was reopened under landmark uh landmark owns east street cinemas which is uh you know probably and the place where you're gonna go see things like ladybird mm-hmm. you know uh or I'm you not know, your Negro. I'm not your Negro. Yeah. Those are the things, of the kind of place where you can go see that. West End, uh, the West End version of that's a smaller uh, side, you know, right between DuPont and Georgetown. A uh, little three, three-plex cinema. Uh, yeah. And Ryan's got feelings about it. But. Well, it, it was a cool little cinema. You know, it's always yeah. hard to make it work down there, but I'll not get too much into the politics. I, for, from what I heard, they were unable to get a lot of... Uh, new releases from the big indie directors like you know Wes Anderson and stuff so right. if you get boxed out of those and you're trying to be a first run indie theater yeah. it pretty gets much tough tank pretty quick. Yeah. so they kind of got boxed out and then I just closed. feel like they haven't done a great job either of kind of advertising the stuff that they are getting in and mm-hmm. like really like it's a tax write off yeah, I think they really kind of are under Landmark. Like they can lose money and they'll be fine. You know, Landmark's fine. Um, but they could like lean into that world a little bit more and be a little more kind of freakish, awesome. Yeah, well, we went to the stuff. old uh, West End Cinemas last night. We saw... Uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was really cool. We, we went, went to go see the Holy Grail. And oh, then cool. that was supposed to be like the last thing they showed. And then as we were leaving, we were in the lobby... Yeah, and there was a woman who was like, "I have a ticket to see It Follows," and the dude was like, "We're not showing that." <laughs> He's like, "We're done. We just <laughs> like we literally just closed for <laughs> we just ever. polished off the yeah. gin." <laughs> I saw Jaws there on the like their last weeks oh, when they were. Yeah. But then, you know, then he was like, "Oh well, you know, does anyone else want to watch It Follows?" And then we all were like, "Hell yeah, uh, sure, okay." And so then. It was like five of us and this random lady, yeah. and we went and watched It Follows. Which was good. It was great. It was really on the, good. On the final night of, of yeah. the old West End. Uh, yeah, we did a double feature of nice. Holy Grail. And, <laughs> and It, it follows. follows. Perfect. Yeah. Um, it Follows is a good for any uh, following double feature. It, yeah. <laughs> Just throw it in there. Because <laughs> It Follows. Okay, so we're we're good one, cl- Dad. <laughs> that was a good. Well, dad we did do it. You did it after some movie in October, right? You're like, oh wait, we could play some other oh, we movie, did and then we could play it. it follows after because like it follows. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll never turn down the opportunity to make like pun cinema up. Yeah, pun <laughs> cinema or any timing joke. Okay, yeah. so getting to getting to March, more women. I did notice you're. On Sunday the fourth, not to jump ahead too much, but mm-hmm. kind of clever pun here. Oh yes, Cleo from five to seven. Wow, playing at playing five, five to seven. seven. Oh, dear. I almost put it at six, but I was like, no, <laughs> so close to five. <laughs> Let's just do it. All right, so March, we're doing uh, more yeah. women. women. What what, what, what is this mean? alluding to? What is so? What is the women's march? What are we getting into here? Oh man, what? so we intentionally avoided calling it the women's march. 
because I felt like that might be a little loaded. But um, yeah, everything uh, everything this month is directed by a female or uh, non-binary. There's one, the uh, Out in the Night. Mm-hmm. Is, um, yeah. Anyways, so... <laughs> so, yeah. So we did this. Jen Tizel f- was foreboding that we don't have four movies to show. All right. We, you managed to fill a, fill we, a calendar. Yeah. Yeah. What are some of the... I know there's like... Uh, there's some things on there I'm excited about. Yeah. So, I mean, we tried to... If you're not familiar with how we do our programming, um, we try to uh, encourage people to look at the calendar and sort of go down as opposed to going across. We try to theme things like Sundays are all art house films. Tuesdays are a bunch of documentaries. Fridays are Fridays and Saturdays are like newer, mostly more fun stuff. Thursdays are a modge podge of weird stuff and other uh, stuff. Okay. Yeah. So I was trying to do the news. Okay. Go, go with Wednesday and Tuesday first and all. So Tuesdays are all documentaries. Um, the first one is uh, a night of experimental documentary work from uh, Giovanna Chesler, who is a um, she runs the film program at uh, Mason. Um, so she has a, a couple of uh, shorts. Mason being George Mason. George Mason. University. George Mason University. Gmu. Nice. Edu. <laughs> um, at the Line Hotel. At the Line at Hotel. Dot com. Um, and then Wednesdays. Uh, wait, are we skipping to Wednesdays? Well, or am I telling you about the other? Are we going over every movie? What are we doing? Here? I don't know. What I'm are we? Not sure. Oh, I think All right. I, I thought Dave was on a roll. Okay. The thirteenth, I am excited about is this movie called Chisholm seventy two Unbought and Unbossed. It's about um, Shirley Chisholm. Chisholm. Uh, she ran for president in seventy two as an African American woman. Um, which I just like didn't know anything about, and the trailer looks pretty dope. Yeah, it looks pretty um, rad. Looks pretty fun. Um, yeah. Out in the night. Out in the night is about uh, four lesbian women who are being harassed in New York. They fight back. Um, they get charged as a gang, um, and it's the controversy that ensues there. Brook Out is about like dance hall, right? It's a documentary about dance hall. Yeah. Cool. Wednesdays. <laughs> Uh, High Priestess, a night of avant-garde shorts. Do you want to? Yeah, um, yeah. I didn't know we we're gonna go through each of these, yeah. but yeah, on uh, we don't have to. Go through. Don't have no, to. Wednesday. I, I'm actually really excited for Wednesday, so I want to talk about it because yeah. yeah. the podcast is the best way to reach people to get them to come out right. next Wednesday. True. So yeah. our major. This is our only marketing, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're doing High Priestess. You know, we we couldn't think of a name for a night of avant-garde film, but. What we noticed while going through all these movies and picking out um, the women's month of directors, a lot of major motion pictures are terrible at this. They're really bad at uh, funding women for projects. And what we kept on seeing was a lot of huge, uh, you know, kind of the biggest names in avant-garde and experimental film were Jermaine Duloc and Maya Darren. And then in the 70s, Barbara Hammer. So in experimental and in independent film, there's plenty of women making films. And I think and Maya, Maya Darren is called the high priestess of, or you know, often called the high priestess of experimental film. Yeah. She had a great quote, something like, I make my movies for what Hollywood spends on lipstick. Like she was just <laughs> all about making, making the movies, making cool shit, um, challenging visuals and topics. So we decided to kind of follow her 
influence, either Jermaine Dulac who influenced her or people who were inspired by Maya Deren, such as Barbara Hammer and even Shirley Clark, who we'll be showing a few films from. So we're going to put together a good night of experimental avant-garde film all the way from the 20s up through some work as late as 2005 that shows how much that's been brought forward by women. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And then Thursdays, I was trying to figure out what these are, and I noticed there's kind of this uh, subversive politics going on or kind of subversive uh, psychoanalysis going on. (laughs) Actually, yeah, there is more of a cohesive theme. Because, you know, we got, I see Danielle Vu is going to be bringing uh, American Psycho, which is, (laughs) you know, a mind fuck if there is one. Yeah. Uh, The Connection, one of my favorite, Shirley Clark. Love and Anarchy, that was... What mother? Vertminder or something? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, we don't know how to say it. Linda? <laughs> yeah. Well, we haven't seen it, but it looked cool. <laughs> it's definitely one of those. Yeah. I love it. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's our... Hard-hitting. Yeah, we're, we're really going to... Analysis here. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 but you've got uh, Lena Vertmuller, and then, like, you roll into uh, uh, the Saturdays or fun days as normal, right? Like Yeah, the Saturdays are... But all all female directed still like Correct. that. That's the overarching theme. We're talking about female yeah. auteurs and directors, and what do you got lined up for the weekend stuff? Uh, so Friday, Half Baked, which is uh, Tamara Davis, uh, who also did this. I think she also did Billy Madison. Is that right? I think so. And then also did a really cool doc on Basquiat. Um, oh, yeah, that's her. Cool. Yeah, yeah. she did Billy Madison. Yeah, she did. And Billy, Billy, Madison. Billy Madison. Yeah, Madison. Yeah, there you go. Uh, no. Wayne's World, Penelope Spheris. Super psyched on that. We'll, we'll do, yeah, we'll, we'll do a whole... <laughs> we're going to do a whole Wayne's World and SNL analyzation in our next segment. But yeah, Wayne's World. Then next Saturday, we got Clueless. Clueless, Frida, next Friday. Uh, then somehow we ended up accidentally doing uh, an Iranian weekend because we're doing Persepolis on the 16th and then A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night yeah. on the 17th. Both really cool movies. Oh, so good. Uh, the 23rd Friday, uh, 35 shots of rum. I would, it's, uh, Claire Denise, um, who, uh, I've heard is amazing. I've heard it's a really good movie that actually the distributor, um, sent a real cool, like dad joke in the email to us about it. That was like, (laughs) he was like, well, good luck with that movie in a bar. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to have a shot called 35 Shots of Rum. You just have to <laughs> just, uh, just have at it. And it comes with a two liter of Verner's. <laughs> uh, uh, and then Raw is a movie from 2017, I believe. Yeah, Raw is great. I so when I Raw came out, Raw. it was all I heard was at con, like 12 people went to the hospital leaving the theater. Like cool. People were flipping out. So I was expecting like the most <laughs> like grotesque movie. There uh, is it was there. like when everybody, you know, when uh, uh, Reservoir Dogs screened at Sundance and like people three, were literally getting shot, yeah, getting sick, and oh my god, it's you know, <laughs> and then you watch it and it's like, oh, I get it, it's like pretty hardcore, pretty but I yeah, mean, Raw is good, but I guess being set up with the like twelve people got hospitalized at con <laughs> from watching this, it's was, a. Yeah, it's a pretty tough, uh, tough sell after that when you yeah. when you're thinking oh. about how rough it's going to be. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have to go to the hospital. I went, I, I did do. <laughs> did uh, you, uh, I did like the emergency center I the next morning just to make sure everything is fine. But <laughs> right. it was get a vitals check. Yeah, it was, it was good. 
And uh, then Lost in uh, Translation. Yeah. And then Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Typical. Yeah. Typical Bill Murray. Typical Coppola great film. Bill Murray movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sophia Coppola, that'd be great. That's a good call. Uh, that that's toward the end of the month, right? That is the thirty first. Yeah, ooh, that is the last one of the month. Hey, we need to take a quick break. Yeah, let's take a break. We need one. Right. Yeah, you could have faded us out long ago. <laughs> Full service radio. Brutal. Brutal, but so much fun. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's do let's get in depth about <laughs> One of the most important movies of the early 90s, Wayne's World. Schwing! Oh. Schwing! <laughs> <laughs> it's it like reverb up. at the end there. That was beautiful. Um, yeah, okay, so Wayne's World. We got, what is this, 92? I didn't I should have pulled it up, right? Yeah. Anyone? I think it's we can all agree. We'll, we'll, we'll all agree on 92 we'll until I get 92. done looking So this is... Uh, it was when? released on Valentine's Day in 92. Oh, actually. look at Jack. I that. Beautiful. Cute. Uh, <laughs> I like, saw that opening weekend when it came out. Cool. Uh, you know what's funny Valentine's about it being on Valentine's Day? Swing, swing. <laughs> yeah. How many dates? How many girls were just like, God, uh, really? Damn this it. is what we're gonna do. Actually, but it's directed by a female. Well, and Sorry. Cassandra is like the coolest character That's in true. it for sure. So. Uh, so and we just had a conversation in the lobby before we came in here with a total stranger uh, woman yeah. who was sitting across from us, heard us talking about it, and was like, it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, literally, a woman just told us that she liked the movie. Yeah, not just liked <laughs> it, but it was one of her favorite movies. No, it, it is so good. Uh, Cassandra's the coolest. She uh, whoops the shit out of those Heshers in the bar <laughs> right. fight. Uh, and Wayne and Garth are just the biggest dweebs. I just remember going to like shows when I was a kid and thinking that when Garth is like tapping the huge dude on the shoulder like to try to get through, oh, excuse me, I'm trying to get through, and then the guy just like launches him. I was like, that's how I felt at every show, being some tiny little weasel trying to squeeze through the big metal heads. Uh, so this is Penelope Spheris movie, um, who I'm realizing up until like 16, I think she was like the most influential director for me. Oh yeah, because she did Little Rascals, which yep. I probably saw pretty young. Yeah, it's okay. Black Sheep, Black the Sheep. not as good Tommy Boy Those movie. Say, yeah. the Tommy uh, but then she also did Wayne's World, Suburbia, yeah. which is a great punk movie shot in the valley. And she did all of the Decline of Western Civilizations, yeah, yeah. which were every kid in the valley had like knew someone who had a VHS of right, Decline of Western right, Civilization right. and would watch all the. It was like live scenes of. Yep. Black Flag, The Germs, X. So I actually kind of grew up on a lot of her movies. Um, she kind of fizzled out, you know? Yeah. what? Not I a mean, long career. <laughs> I started to say, does anybody know kind of what became of her? Because it does seem like she just kind of stopped. It got a little depressing on the Google, so I stopped, uh, stopped keeping oh, it. Oh, really? No, okay. Right. Well, hey, thank God she made Wayne's World. <laughs> yeah, at least she made Wayne's World. <laughs> um, well, that brings us to a 
kind of a bigger question. You guys are showing Wayne's World this Saturday, which is why we're talking about this. And we started having a little bit broader conversation about kind of the SNL movies and the ones that are based on skits. And if you look it up, it gets talk about kind of depressing. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty ugly for the most part until you get to about the final two or three. Uh, and there was a couple that I looked up. IFC uh, did a definitive list, and their breakdown had Wayne's World at number one, actually, which, overall. Which is arguable. I, I, actually, I think totally arguable. Uh, the only other one that kind of yeah. immediately comes to mind, I think, to most people, I think, is the, this Blues Brothers. As blues a good brothers, one. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you have... Coneheads? Uh, Coneheads all right. Coneheads, oh, yeah. they had it number four. Uh, which lets you know <laughs> which, yeah. where this list goes after number four. I'll just, can I go through them real quick? Is yeah, that okay? do it. So I'll, I'll go backwards. Um, so whose list is this? This is IFC. IFC's definitive ranking of every SNL movie, huh? That's, yeah. Did you find it that right. quick? From worst to best. Who Jim, needs us? Jackson Magician. So number 11. There are only 11. <laughs> it feels like there should be more, but there are only 11 that's that, are, that's, that are based on you know, feature-length films that were based out of in uh, SNL shorts. Neither okay. the Roxbury is number two. It is number eleven. <laughs> oh wow! Really? I know. Not at the Roxbury. Oh, man. Number eleven. That's like the only time Colin Quinn is any good in anything, though. He's Not like- at the Roxbury so bad that if it came in behind Blues Brothers 2000, which I oh, thought wow. was just wow. abysmal. I didn't even know that existed. Oh, the Roxbury's so better bad. than that. <laughs> it, I, I would agree yeah. it's better than that. I would agree it's I better than... I saw that one in the theater and was like, this is so cool. And no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was so into the skit. I have to be honest. Yeah, yeah man. What is for love? sure, man. I'm heartbroken that's the last one. On that's the last list. one. Not only did uh, they say it's just the worst SNL uh, <laughs> attempt at a feature uh-huh. of all time, it might be one of the worst films of all time. Oh, wow. Oh, it's Like, they, they rip it apart. <laughs> But it's also one of the best Chris Kattan films because Corky Romano <laughs> well, is I mean. so much worse. Corky yeah. Romano. It is a far better film than Corky Romano. <laughs> but number nine, it's Pat, which I you could argue could be last on anybody's well, list. Well, I like right? that they tried to make a feature out of like a skit that could only go so long. Oh, they like, didn't try, my friend. They did it. Yeah. <laughs> they succeeded in making a feature-length film. It may have been like 68 minutes long, but they did it. Uh, number eight was the ladies' man, which you know just kind of didn't. Yeah, it was all right. It was fine. Number seven, Stewart saves his family. Al Franken, who's obviously yeah. on everybody's wow, you know, crap this. list right now. But I got that one from Hollywood Video. I oh remember. yeah, not good. Um, number six was Superstar. Mary Catherine uh, Gallagher. Mary Catherine Gallagher. Um, that was a good one. That was okay. Yeah, yeah no, it was it was fine. You know, <laughs> armpit huffing and, yeah. and all. Um, we all just did that in here. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, number five, number five, lets you know where this list is. Wayne's World 2 okay. is number five. Because it's good also. It is also good. That's when they dress up like the village people uh, on accident. They're all like right. pulling off this big uh, like spy scene and one's right. a construction worker and everything. <laughs> yeah. It's a good movie. Um, number four was Coneheads. Which Yeah, they chew on condoms. Yeah, it doesn't do it for me, but whatever. Number three, and I will argue for number three, uh, being I love that it's number three, that they put it appropriately, uh, MacGruber. I've seen the skit. 
Oh man, yeah, I've never is seen the movie the film good? Either. The movie's fun. I mean, cool. the movie's a lot of fun. You know, it, the the woman who liked Wayne's World also said MacGruber was good. Yeah, she was oh, a boy. big fan of MacGruber. <laughs> Jason got here early, got, found a plant <laughs> found to back it. up his choices. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she also seconded all his Oscar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she was nodding at all my Oscar uh, Oscar choices. Uh, number two, they had Blues Brothers, and number one, Wayne's World. Swing, swing, swing. So where where do you guys fall? Is Wayne's World number one or is you know, Blues was, Brothers number one? The Blues Brothers. I was watching Wayne's World recently, so I, I was surprised how well it held up. But I've, Blues Brothers has always been the classic for me. But now right. I'm wondering, having just it watched It was the Wayne's first World. and arguably the best. Um, where do you fall, Dave? I would put Wayne's World over Blues Brothers. Yeah. Okay. I think I would go Blues Brothers. Really 2000. I'm gonna no. go with Blues Brothers, but Stop. I would put Night at the Roxbury way higher on the oh, list. Oh man, as yeah, far come as, on, yeah, it, it definitely it would hit got Coneheads at least. Yeah, it definitely got a uh, got a hard rub going that way. Well, so here here's a quick question though: What about SNL sketches that were happy never were turned into movies, or that could have gone horribly wrong, or well, Harry Carey, no, or uh, <laughs> Harry Carey movie? Harry Carey movie. Wow. <laughs> Oh, the moon is made of cheese. <laughs> whole goddamn movie of that. Uh, I could watch 90 minutes of that. Or ones right that you state. kind of think really could work. Is the Californians. Yeah. The Californians If you could just be made fun. some bullshit, like, bad boys, you know, mock-up right. about, or Beverly Hills Cop type movie. Just but give with them the something to do. Yeah. Nah, it would get old so fast. It might, but it... It's it's actually one of the few that has like the kind of legs that they could try. They something. could kind of do it. Yeah, yeah, you could get enough b- big name people That's to do thing. it. Too. People people would sign up for that. And everyone already lives in California, so yeah, they would do it. Yeah, they would totally be down for it. Um, I count Dirty Work as a as an SNL movie, not because it is sanctioned at all by Saturday Night Live, but because Norm Macdonald. Right? Norm yeah, and it's like yeah, right it's funny, after they cut it. When we were, okay. It was right after the Candom, so I feel like he made it as like a fuck you. Watch, watch like, me. Oh yeah, SNL. <laughs> oh yeah, Lauren, you're gonna be no one after Dirty Work comes out. <laughs> one of the and I look. I'll that try to be so good. Dirty work. I love Norm Macdonald so much, but oh my gosh, <laughs> he cannot. He cannot act my oh, at all. And and I mean, his stand up is is some of my favorite stuff. His Burt Reynolds on Jeopardy. Could they uh-huh. do an entire Jeopardy? arc and have that as a movie oh uh, that, that could be fun just as a as a whole behind the scenes <laughs> the guests coming on yeah everything i i would watch that i'd sit down i don't know if i could jeopardy do a true minutes. story yeah <laughs> what about uh, a, pretty character, a character film of the continental the you know i'm talking about the christopher what? walken guy with the robe and oh yeah. yeah um i guess you could do a, like a kind of omen-esque yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I love it. Uh, there was this thing they did, um, this bit. I don't know how many people have seen this. I love this. It was a recurring bit of the Lawrence Welk show. And Fred, yeah, this. Fred Armisen was like playing Lawrence Welk, and he comes out and he introduces, like, you know, the Lemon Sisters from the Finger Lakes. And every time they, they cut to it, it's, you know, 
three or four of the SNL female cast members doing these sisters, you know, that okay. are the Lemon sisters. But always the last sister is Kristen Wiig, and she's got baby hands. <laughs> baby doll, like true doll hands for hands. But <laughs> how much are you going to milk that through a movie? I don't think you can. And they made an it's Pat saying, movie. I mean, I they, yeah, I started shit, to say, yeah. they did make, you know, Stuart Saves His Family. Uh, <laughs> so apparently you can do it. Night at the Roxbury. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that. Was, yeah. I mean, come on. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I think for for me, Night at the Roxbury should be lower on the list. It is. It's it's not great, guys. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's really not. But yeah. All right, let's take a break and let's yeah. do the Oscars. I love it. And welcome back to your Oscar show, Sun Cinema Podcast, covering the greats of 2018 from the Lion Hotel. Mm, uh, also, find us at Sun Cinema. That's S-U-N-S Cinema. Uh, that's at Twitter, Instagram, online, Facebook, all the Twitters. Or just find us at Sun Cinema. Or just come out. Yeah. yeah. I'm also watching this Night at the Roxbury music video on mute now, and I'm, I'm going to take a big stand here and say that this movie is not the worst SNL movie. This is the biggest I take I'm going to have on the history the, of the show. I don't, I don't doubt it. I mean, I feel like It's Pat is like one of the worst things I've this ever This looks great. I'm ready to, to watch. watch this again, actually. All right. Viewing party as soon as this thing wraps up today. Yeah. I love uh, it. All right. So... We're uh, we're well equipped for this, having seen as many of the new movies that we have this year. Let's, uh, let's well, go yeah, into the Oscars. I feel, I feel like I'm actually, of the three of us, I feel like I've seen everything. Yeah, you're... Um, there's maybe one or two here on the list that I haven't caught up with yet, uh, Coco being one. Uh, let's all place $3 bets here. On who comes out the highest on the list? Yeah, who gets the most Yeah, correct. yeah, I think... Three yeah, bucks. We're three pulling. Bucks. Nice. I'm in. For a chance right. to, to win $12... Wow. That um, yeah. So I, I think we need to just for time consideration. I don't want to go into some of the deeper categories. Like <laughs> I'm sound only here mixing. for visual effects. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think we all agree. Nobody on, cares about sound. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not going to give a crap about sound editing or sound mixing. Fine. No, no, no. <laughs> I love it. Um, so I, I narrowed it down to maybe a dozen categories here cool. or so. Uh, and we'll just kind of go through them real quickly, um, starting with just because it is kind of Women's Month, uh, the Women's mm. March. Uh, the feature documentary this year, Agnes Varda, is in the running with Faces Places. Is she going to pull it off, Dave? Uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yep. That's okay. cool. Definitely. <laughs> yes. Real quick to bring up Agnes Varda. We're going to need your $3 in the pot here, Dave, right, Faces right places. now. Before oh, we ever opened, like, 
the name Agnes Varda, I'd never seen any of her movies, but oh, really? I feel like yeah. it would come up every three days when we were like doing construction at Suns. Somehow the name, Ag- David oh, would yeah. blurt out Agnes Varda. Oh, I'm like, yes, I know, Agnes Varda. We'll play Agnes Varda movies. And now finally we're playing some Agnes Varda. Well, we did her Black Panther movie the other day. Oh, that's true. That's pretty cool. But we're finally playing Agnes Varda after like, you know, almost two years of being open. We're finally getting to it. Um, yeah, the answer is yes. Okay. She'll win. Yeah, she'll win. Easy. All right, win. so that's Jack. You're on board with that. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna just go with your pick there. Okay. Um, Trust me, guys. Wait, no, I'm changing my my oh, vote. Wow. My vote's for Strong Island. Strong Island. <laughs> just because I'm from Long Island. All right. All right. Well, they're dark horse. Dave's out of the running. Already, or uh, Jack's out of the running already. Yep. All right. <laughs> Does that mean you like brand new or what are those shitty no, Long Island no, bands? No. no. Okay. Uh, Okay, no, Strong next. Island does look good. I have heard of that. Yeah. I've actually heard of it too, and I want to see it. I just, you know, there's only so much you can get to in a given year. Um, what about best original score? So you've got Dunkirk, Phantom Thread, with his, you know, everybody loves Johnny Greenwood, but uh, The you know, Shape I, of Water, Star Wars, and Three Billboards. I don't love Johnny Greenwood, and mm-hmm. I thought that was my favorite score. So oh, okay. It was a really good score. I yeah, like the I score. I dug it a lot. lot. But I am going to go with Alexander Desplat's uh, The Shape of Water. Okay. That's my vote. Are you guys cool. going Phantom Thread? I'm going to uh, assume Phantom Thread. Just, it's all right. chill. I'm it's win really this good. Yeah, you'll probably win. Okay, well, here, I broke these down into what you I... You can't do... I, I want this. This is my okay, pick, okay, but here's, okay, okay. here's what's going to... Because everybody's got their personal pick. I mean, I would, oh, yeah, I would definitely but, go Phantom Thread, but I'm picking winners. The idea is, oh. is we're, we're oh. okay. there's $12 on the line, if I'm not Fighting mistaken. All right. 12 bucks. So I need you to pick a winner, not your favorite. Okay. See, if I were to pick a winner, I would think it would be definitely Phantom Thread or Dunkirk. Just so what's it's your like pick? a big war movie and it's going to have some epic soundtrack. But uh, for, Phantom Thread. Okay. I'm sticking with that. Okay. Phantom uh, Thread, yeah, Ryan? I'm going to say yes, because I do want it to win. However, my caveat, not for the bet, right. but if they, if they end up like not giving Shape of Water Best Picture or something, or get some scandal from the, yeah, the, right. the, the non-originality screenplay. of the screenplay, if they like don't give it anything, they'll give it Best Score. <laughs> okay. I'm going Phantom Thread. All right. I'm going to win this thing. Yeah, you'll win. Um, okay. So next up is Best Song. So you've got... Greatest Showman. You've, hey man, don't don't laugh. It's like in the running if you look at it. Uh, I, I I don't know how, but it is there. Um, my pick. There's a Sufjan Stevens one. Is Sufjan Stevens <laughs> for "Call Me by Your Name"? He actually did two original songs for the film. Both are amazing. Okay. Uh, so he is my pick. There's also a Mary J. Blige. Yeah, I on see there. Mary J. Blige's name. I'm gonna just go with that one. Yeah. You're gonna go Mary <laughs> J. Blige. But I hear it's up for it. Yeah. Everyone's talking about the Sufjan Stevens song, right. so Sif so Jim I'm gonna pick Stevens. Cat Stevens, Harold Amad. Cat Stevens, that's Harold my. <laughs> Based Cat on the Stevens, history of this Amad. thing, I'm gonna go with "Remember Me" from Coco. Oh wow! Look uh, at that. I feel like uh, I'm always getting surprised keep, by some it's kids' movie. Soon. Yeah, wins. Keep track of your, your scores here. Yeah, this, I am. This is you're you're signing up for this, uh, which brings us to the next. Thing, which is animated feature is Coco the runaway favorite I think it is yeah not Boss Baby <laughs> I Dude. Can't, still can't believe this is nominated <laughs> they got nominated right I mean oh, man. Boss Baby Oscar nominated Oscar nominated Boss Baby, nominated boss baby. Um, <laughs> you know Alec oh. Baldwin's gonna be there 
dude. <laughs> if he wins. Oh, my God. Anyway, it's going to be Coco. Are we in agreement? Are we four across the board? I mean, I board? feel like I'm being bullied into it, but yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with Coco. Is there anything else you would have I'm going taken? with these sleepers here because I feel like it'll give me the best boss, chance baby. to upset everybody. No, yeah, no, you, I'm you gonna win with... more 12 bucks. Yeah. If, <laughs> if Boss Baby wins, you win. No, no, no bread, I'm going breadwinner. If Boss Baby wins, You're we all bread win. I'm going breadwinner. All right. Gosh. I'm also going to predict now, though, best animated feature for next year is definitely finally Wes Anderson's going to win his best picture and it's going to be for Isle of Dogs. Oh, there yeah. Is that coming up? It's going to be next year. It's next year? Mm. So next is uh, adapted screenplay. So there's Call Me By Your Name, The Disaster Artist, Logan, which was a surprise nomination, Molly's Game, and Mudbound. Um, I'm going Call Me By Your Name. Um, because I want to win twelve dollars. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I'm sure and it, that and it should win. I'm it's sure fine. it's the best. It's, it's not only the that. yeah, it's not only the best. I think it might be the best film I've seen this year, uh, personally. I, I do like the inclusion of Logan in I there do too. I think that's pretty cool because it was halfway decent. Watch it on a plane, but also it's since like half movies are are comic book movies now, they're like right. let's throw it in for some of the bullshit <laughs> right, uh, right, right. nominations. This is a pretty strong field for original screenplay. I will tell you, The Big Sick, Get Out, Lady Bird, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. So they backed off of doing like the ten in one category thing. Well, they did it for Best Picture. They get there's okay. nine. Okay, uh, but everything else is five. Got it. Um, so where are you guys falling? Get I'm going to say, yeah, I'm saying it yeah, is Get I Out. Think I think that's where Get Peele Out wins. Picks it up. I think that. Is and it should be because it was really good having not seen some of the others. But people are loving the big sick. I'm the, not saying I hope it wins. I could just it's it's a I could see it somehow getting. Yeah, it. I could I could see but that's the thing. Like, any of these you look at, like Greta Gerwig's Lady Bird, things like that. You're like, okay, yeah, I could see that winning too. Uh, but I think it's Get Out. I think that's where yep. Jordan Peele's going to get his Oscar. It's certainly yeah. If you're talking uh, about originality, that's my so, vote. Are we all in agreement on that one, huh? Yeah, yeah, I think we are. Right. Across the board, that's a that's a gimme. We either all take a point or lose it. Um, next up is supporting actor, Woody Harrelson, Richard Jenkins for the shape. I'm sorry, Woody Harrelson for Three Billboards, Richard Jenkins for The Shape of Water, Christopher Plummer for All the Money in the World, uh, Sam Rockwell for Three Billboards as well, and Willem Dafoe for The Florida Project, its sole nomination. Where Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Haven't seen it. No, he's going to win. I have seen it. I love that Woody Harrelson Wait, got a nomination. Oh, okay. Sorry. Never mind. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Willem Dafoe. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Sam Rockwell is just electric in Three Billboards. And he's one of those guys, like he's a journeyman, kind of a great character actor and has been a great character actor his whole career um, for whatever label you want to put on that, you know. Ninja uh, Turtles, Moon. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, rare, you know, or less rare uh Feature He's the narc in Ninja lead Turtles. role, right? Where he kind of he's is a he bad guy and he switches sides. Yeah, I guess he is kind of a narc. <laughs> Not as well known for that as he is for for the acclaim he's getting for Three Billboards. But yeah, uh, where do you guys fall? I'm going Sam Rockwell. Yeah, so am I. I. I think I'm gonna trust you on that one. Okay, so we're four four across on that as well. Um, this is this is where those those little deviations Jack's making could could pay dividends. That's right. Um, so next up, best supporting actress. 
Mary J. Blige. I'll just run through the nominations every time, just so we're clear. Mary J. Blige for Mudbound. Allison Janney for I, Tanya, Leslie Manville for Phantom Thread. Laurie Metcalf for Lady Bird. And Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water. Front runner is definitely Allison Janney, yeah. and that is my pick as that's well. That's my pick, too. Uh, I didn't see it, but... I didn't see it, but that's what I've heard. It looks like such a thing to win. She'll pro- you know, yeah. I, I'm going... For me, since I only saw these two movies... I, no, Laurie, Laurie Metcalf, Metcalf, and I also loved Leslie Manville. I don't she think they're going to get to her, but yeah. I don't think that's Gosh, the one. Um, you know, I'm going to go with Laurie Metcalf, even though it seems like they're going to give it to Allison Janney, but I, yeah. I've seen the trailer. It looks a little uh, hammed up for me. Okay, no. But I haven't seen the fucking movie, so what do I know? It's fair enough. It's fair <laughs> enough. And I saw the trailer, and... <laughs> I've seen it. She's great. I love Allison Janney, but I would... Like, if I had my druthers, I wish I could pick Laurie Metcalf, but I can't. I think Allison Janney's going to win. Because it's Janney for me. Because there's $12 on the line. Man, mm. Aunt Jackie all the way. That's All my, right. That's Laurie Metcalf, Dave? Yeah, I, I'm going to go with Janney. Yeah. Safe bet. Yep. I'm just going to follow your lead on this. And there's here's the thing. There's always an upset somewhere... Um, you know, between the acting categories or the director or picture, there's always, there's generally something that gets thrown off. Or sound know? editing. Always yeah, huge Strong Island is the upset of the night. <laughs> All right. Somehow one best picture. <laughs> <laughs> Not nominated. One. Yeah. Um, this is the first time. So this gets us into the, kind of like the final four here. Uh, best actor. Timothy Chalumet uh, for Call Me By Your Name. Daniel Day-Lewis for Phantom Thread. Uh, help me out with the name. Daniel... Kaluuya? Kaluuya. Kaluuya. For Get Out. Uh, Gary Oldman for um, Darkest Hour. And Denzel Washington for Roman J. Israel Esquire. Uh, the front runner, obviously, is Gary Oldman this year. Uh, I will say the best performance I've seen this year is Timothy Chalumet and Call Me By Your Name. This 22-year-old kid is just going to be, you know, one of those kind of De Niro, Al Pacino kind of guys. You're just going to see him Great. for the next 40 years. Uh, he's going to be good. And you know, I'm going to go with him for my who I think might might win. That could be an upset because I love Gary Oldman. I cannot give a shit about Darkest Hour. Yeah, I know. And and I feel like there is some sentiment in that arena if you go to the vanity fair oscar ballot when you click on uh-huh. you can fill out your own oscar ballot on vanity fair's uh, website giving a little love here to vanity fair they do a good job of this because when yeah. you click on it it shows you all the other votes and this is you know just joe citizen's votes but um timothy chalumet is about oh He's five up. five six hundred votes up above Gary Oldman right now as far as the people's vote. I hope you're watching this Oscar, yeah. whoever you Oscars are, whoever, whoever the Academy Oscar Oscars. Oscar. So are you so, all going with Timothy? No, no, I'm going Gary Oldman. Okay. I'm going with Timothy. I'll go with Timothy. I'm going Daniel Day-Lewis as the, retire, all the right. retirement I know award. That's, a, it's that's gonna, a good one. They're going to try to rope him back in. Everyone's going to be surprised. That's my, that's my sleeper pick. You know, his 25th Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that would always be a safe bet Daniel Day-Lewis doing his last movie, but it was a it was such a subdued character. I I want which they do like him well. chewing. They do like him chewing scenery when they want to give him an Oscar. Um, yeah, but those are good. Good. Yeah, he's not like giving a infant whiskey or anything in this one. I don't know. That's true. 
Yeah, I mean, he's he's kind of the Meryl Streep of that when Meryl <laughs> yeah. Streep's in a category. But like, like you said, Whoa. there's always a winner in one of these categories where everybody goes, really? Yeah, no, 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 for sure. That's and the one. that could be the one. Yeah. So I'm going Gary Oldman, Dave. Uh, Chalamet. Yeah, I'm going to go with Chalamet. Chalamet. And Jack's going Daniel Day Lewis. All right. This is God, easy money. Uh, so best actress, we have Sally Hawkins, Shape of Water, Francis McDormand for Three Billboards, Margot Roby. Uh, is it Roby or Robbie? Robio. Rubio. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, for I, Tanya, Saoirse Ronan for Lady Bird and Meryl Streep for The Post. Again, Meryl Streep in the, in the mix, but I don't feel like anybody's going to top Francis McDormand. If The McDormand. Post wins anything, the, yeah. someone's going to light that place on fire. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be The Post. Like, we're so no, no, sick no, no, of no, The no. Post stuff. I think I'm sure Meryl Streep's great. Uh, oh, she is great. I mean, because she's Meryl Streep. Um, just like Tom Hanks was great because he's Tom Hanks. Yeah, but um, he's not Meryl Streep. Well, nobody's Meryl Streep. <laughs> so, uh, your vote across the board. Where are we going, Jack? What are you doing? It's Francis. It's gonna be Francis. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, we're we're all on board there. Although now, I really liked Sally Hawkins, but she's not gonna win it. Oh, but I love she was, Sally. Hawkins. She was wonderful. Yeah, she it's was kind great. of my favorite lead role this year. All right, last two categories: best director. Here's the nominees. Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk. Jordan Peele for Get Out. Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird, the sole female uh, on the list. And Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread. And finally, Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water. This is a tough one. That's a pretty good it one, is. right? I feel like this is where you could potentially have yeah. your upset. Almost any of those, I feel like. Could... Sorry, almost any it's of those. It's a toss-up. Like... Yeah. Uh, yeah. If Christopher Nolan wins, that's that'll be so. Yeah, I think that's the loose one. Again, I didn't see Dunkirk. I've seen people watching it on a plane. I don't so think I it's going like to be I've Jordan Peele because I think he's going to get it for screenplay. So okay. I think that that's going to be like, hey, here's your here's your nod. And, I and, think and it's one gonna, of his next I, movies. I feel like it's potentially going to be a split year. Uh, where you have best director from one film and the best picture from another, just like they did last year with Moonlight and La La Land. Mm. Um, did that? Did they, La La Land win best director? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't see it either. Uh, <laughs> I saw it's, ten it's minutes of it on a plane. Pretty hard directorial uh, feat. But anyway, um, where are you guys landing? Um, Guillermo del Toro, I will say, I is, is the front runner because it's kind of front running the shape of water. Um, if if they do split, I think they might give it to Greta. Uh, you saying but, if but, they do split and it goes to her and then Shape, and of, shape water of Water wins, wins best, best picture. If Shape of Water doesn't win best picture, I think they'll definitely give him best director. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm going with del Toro just. Because I feel like it's a safe bet, I feel like they want to give him the Best Director award. I don't know if it's going to be like Director in Picture, though. Yeah. I've got a, I've got, I've been on the outlier here. I think this would be like a pretty crazy cool thing to do. First of all, well, okay, so Gamble Del Toro, Dave, I, what are you doing? Yeah, I, I'm in between that and um, Gerwig. We'll come Tom, back to you. P.T. Anderson was my... I thought he was the best director, but I don't think it's going to win it. I right. think it's going to be Guillermo. Okay, so Del Toro, Del Toro, Jack. I'm so torn here. I know, it's tough. This is a good category. I also don't want to pick either Lady Bird or Shape of Water, just to kind of cover my bases here. I'm going to go with... 
I'm going to go with PTA. I'm going to go with the Daniel oh. Day-Lewis PTA sweep, and everybody sweep. will be upset about it, and, and your Joe Citizen will say, I didn't even see that fucking movie. It looked boring. Oh, that's... <clears throat> Who the fuck is it Johnny Appleseed? It happens. It, it happens. does happen. It for sure happens. Um, Dave? I'll go with Shape of Water. Shape of Water, Guillermo del Toro. So that brings us to our final category, which is Best Picture, and there's, you know, of course, nine nominations. Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Where are we going? Get Out. I'm saying get out. I'm with you, too. Yeah, I, won't. I mean, that's I what I want. Let's, so not forget that. Let's not forget that Crash won Best Picture. Oh, don't say Fuck. that. Well, you know. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think, think it's going to be a, out, I think it's going to be a split year. I think Dude, if it's get out will be <laughs> I think it could be. I really do think it could be. The movie is just so dis if anyone hasn't seen it, see it. But one, no one takes horror seriously. Right. I feel like Jordan There's Peele all kinds of things going hardly it. took horror seriously and it. he it's almost kind of lighthearted in as a horror movie. Right. So it uses these like vessels to just make it awesome relevant point it's it's got everything it's fun it's uh you know it, it captivates you i really think get out should win and if it does i'll be thrilled i will say far and away right now um best picture oddly is at least on the vanity fair site uh which i am kind of scrolling through as we're going through this stuff call me by your name is number one uh, with three billboards and the shape of water all kind of in the three, you know, in the two, three slots, uh, and then get out. Um, but I'm, I'm going to say get out just because I think this could be one of those watershed years where the Oscars are like, you know what? I think we're going to kind of upset the apple. <laughs> we're cart. giving them way too much. We're credit. giving them so much credit. <laughs> They're going to yeah. fucking pick the post. They're going to pick Dunkirk <laughs> and Darkest Hour is going to be the best actor. But Jack is going yeah, with yeah. sort of the uh, the OG style. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, Not you're, counting on them to do something new. Well, you're hey, going you're, for the 2010. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. No, we actually have good. I think there's actually a lot of good movies here. So in which case, Phantom Thread takes best picture. Also, it's, <laughs> it's kind of like at the Grammys where like everybody gets excited about something and then it's you know. Wait a minute. I, Did I you just know. pick Phantom Thread? No, for I, best didn't. Picture? I didn't. I didn't. Okay. I didn't. I'm going Get Out. Get Out. Yeah. Get Out across the board. That's the one I did not see coming. I didn't, I didn't see that think coming. We'd all I mean, I think we're out. all going to be wrong, but I just want it to be that. So yeah. Put my vote. All right. I'm, I'm in too. And it could. I think it holds up. A year away, you're looking at it and you're like, wow, that movie actually was still great. Yeah. So, all right, that's our that's our picks. We'll we'll come back next week. <laughs> yeah, fade us out. Just and someone either. give a speech. Someone. No, no. I think we're either gonna wait. Have... We didn't do best sound though. Okay, oh. I'll do best. Let's do best sound just to throw it in the mix here. Jesus Christ. Uh, best sound, costume design, sound the or sound, sound? Like, Best you... sound mixing uh, nominations are Baby Driver, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Dunkirk, The Shape of Water. Star Wars The Last Jedi. So, uh, I'm saying. Yeah, whatever. Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. 
Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on mixcloud.com slash fullserviceradio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at FullServiceRDO, on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening.